Welcome to another episode of Market Overdrive. I am your host, residential real estate broker. My name is Carla, and it's a pleasure to hang out with you today, Thursday. It's a little cold, but everybody's really getting excited about the holidays, that spooky, spooky day that's coming up. And speaking about spooky... Oh, God, I'm not that spooky. Look <laughs> well, at me. Actually, I mean, intro. It was, you're not spooky, okay. but I hear you having... Boo. You're going to have the winter costume. I, I think I will tomorrow night. You'll have to tune in and see. Or maybe I already said this was the day that I would say what I'm going to be. Maybe it'll be at the end of the show. So I know this is a real estate-centric show, but we're super excited about this Halloween party. And Joel, seriously, and his beautiful wife are going to win this competition because <laughs> I hear their, their their custom is amazing. And my other co-host, how are you, Tammy? I'm doing so well and even better now that Joel said he's going to announce the costume because I've been like waiting to find out what it's going to be. Yeah. So if I wasn't here, I would definitely be tuning in for the full hour. <laughs> Maybe we should do a challenge and try to figure out what it is, and we should bet on it. Is I that legal? Game? Betting? Yeah, we could do that. Alrighty then. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome. Welcome back. And we are Market Overdrive. We're here to elevate your real estate IQ and educate you on what's going on. It is not, if it's not newsworthy, we're not talking about it. But more importantly, if it's not happening to our professionals who are in the industry, in the trenches, transacting and making sure that you're getting the best deal, then you're not going to hear them here or watch them here on our show. Let me go ahead and introduce you to our rundown. So today we're going to have advice from, um, I'm sorry, we're going to have Dorothy Wolf is going to be talking about how to invest in you and how to expand your investment portfolio. We we also have Ami, who's back, and she's going to talk about, um, she's going to uh, ask you if you're scared about that 2020 market. And we have a very special guest, JC Vargas, who's here to talk about the Latino market. And of course, we have Jeff Conway, who is a four-time uh, Emmy-nominated uh, host and interviewer and reporter. And he's going to be here later on to tell you what's happening in the mod scene, along with Greg. So stay tuned and please hang out and obviously always share information. Well, we're live in the trenches. So as a mortgage professional that that's been on the show for the entire season, we always share something that maybe will help somebody that's watching or listening. So the focus here today, when we talk about having our guests, it's about investing in yourself. I have a client that just closed on a place last week. It was one of the smaller transactions I've done in 2019, but it touched your heart. This was a guy who was a school teacher, single man. He was paying rent and just decided i got to get out of that rent cycle. Didn't want to spend a lot of money. He was right around $1,000 a month in rent. We were actually able to find him a condo, small, and he was able to do that with a total payment that was within $100 of what he was paying on his monthly rent. So now he owns. He's $100. Uh, it's not poor because you're actually getting something when you own a place, but he was actually able to make that transition. So most people think I only work on high-end deals. We work on everybody. We're really here to help. Don't you really, though? We do. We do. We do. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for sharing. So, Tammy, what's in your trenches? In a really similar vein to Joel's advice from the trenches, my advice from the trenches today is for the clients uh, that that are to come in the future. Um, and because of all the clients that I've had in the past, the continuous question that I get time and time again is, how do I know how much I can qualify for um, when looking at a purchase? So I just wanted to quickly touch on a couple of things for people that are thinking about home buying when you're wondering how much you can qualify for. Number one, uh, please do not use Zillow for this particular thing. <laughs> Although I love Zillow uh, for lots of reasons, and I know you do too, because we scroll, 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 scroll. Uh, it's not accurate. Accurate when it comes to this particular part that needs to be absolutely customized for you. Um, it does not know how much your down payment is. Uh, it does not necessarily have accurate taxes and it does not necessarily have accurate HOA dues. Uh, so please call your mortgage professional. You can call Joel or myself and we can help you with those things. Um, 
And then also uh, re- recognize the difference between what payment you can qualify for and what payment you really want that fits in the budget and, and figure out what you're actually after because qualification is one thing, but the payment you're actually after is another. Love it. Great stuff. Thank you. And without further ado, why don't we go ahead and introduce the real superstar in the, sh- in the studio today. Before we introduce, remember, if you like the content that you're getting here, you can like us on Facebook, you can follow us on Instagram, and you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you want to catch our previously aired shows, you can do that on our Facebook page, of course, but also on the Apple podcast, on Google Play, and on Stitcher. Nice. All right. Very cool. We're talking about investing in yourself today. We have Dorothy Wolf. Dorothy, how are you? Oh, great. Thanks for having me on the show. We're so glad you're here. Dorothy's literally done this for years, and you've helped people get out of the rent role, right? They're paying rent. How do you help them? What are some of the things that you've actually helped clients go do? Um, I actually start off with obviously a lender, great lender, getting them pre-approved and taking a look at uh, their situation, Mm -hmm. asking them, what is their ultimate goal? Where are they looking to go? And then really defining that and breaking it down to ultimately the end, which is a purchase of the property. What I like about you is you say it doesn't have to be their forever home. This isn't, people get paralyzed, right? They think it's not the right place. I'm just going to continue to rent. Why is that the wrong idea? It's the wrong idea because you're missing the opportunity with especially our great interest rates right now. Mm. Uh, but you have to look at the here and now. Everybody's got to stay in the present. Uh, everybody's looking too far in the future trying to determine what their life is going to look like. And we're really right here, right now. What's the best situation for you? And then the end result will give you what you're really desiring. It doesn't have to be the place that you live in for a long time. The idea is rents are going to continue to go up. If you can get into a place that's even somewhat close to what you're paying in rent and break that cycle, you don't have to have those big 20% down payments. How many times do we talk about it on the show? It doesn't have to be something that breaks the bank, especially these clients that are paying two or three grand a month in rent. If you can save 10 grand, which you should be able to do, that's a good enough down payment on a lot of places, right? Absolutely. I think what people don't realize is that they've got to get out of that old school mentality of 20%. We have a lot of great programs, you know, talking to you as the lender to determine what's the best situation, what's their down payment. Um, my background is finance. I work for a bank. So I'm all about putting the least amount down yes. and making those payments as comfortable as Bar possible. from the bank, right? Call yeah. Tammy, call myself. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Uh, people don't realize when you actually are renting, you are paying somebody's um, principal interest, taxes, insurance, and HOAs. And so they, they forget that. So why don't they just become their own landlord and make those payments, like you said, affordable for them and what fits their life schedule right now? Mm-hmm. Dorothy, let me get a collaborative, um, you know, opinion on this uh, topic. So what happens when a buyer, just someone who's used to renting a property is looking into that luxury rental market, maybe three bedrooms, two bathrooms, and they're looking at 2000 plus square footage, right? And maybe one of these uh, rental buildings, because there's so many of them, um, they're luxury rentals, and they have the full amenity, the pool, the gym, uh, the workout room, not the workout room, but like, you know, the um, entertaining, entertaining room, like theater and all that jazz. And they're paying about 30 3500 to $3,600 a month for a three-bedroom in that luxury building. And the if they are going into the buy market or the sale market, it's going to be a bit higher. They're looking at like $775,000 to $800,000 for a similar comparable lifestyle. So what do you say to someone that says, you know what, I really want this lifestyle. And in the area that I'm looking and I need to be in close proximity to my job, I would really like to stay in this area and everything I can afford, everything that matches my rental is a higher end seven hundred and seventy five to eight hundred thousand dollar products what do you say to them when they're saying i'd rather stay uh, as a tenant well 
Um, great question. And I feel that a lot of times the buyers are, the renters are actually not understanding and putting a number behind that rental um, uh, versus buying. Um, I think they have to really determine how do I spend my time? You know, am I really utilizing this pool? We live in Chicago. A pool is maybe three months out of the year. How often do you actually live there or go there? Um, and then actually just determining what are your, what is your ultimate outcome? And if your ultimate outcome is to actually build financial wealth, which is, you know, where I am as a realtor, I'm all about building financial wealth. I try to let people know that if you're going to continue renting and you're going to spend this kind of money, um, you know, just for the fun parts of the life, um, I think I try to drive people to purchase something because I think it's just really important that, um, you know, you jump in and do it. That's what you talked you're just about. Just jumping before. in and doing it. And yeah, it doesn't have to be the place like we said before. That's forever. It's talk about this. You have several people that you've worked with where they bought a place and they already within a year were planning on buying the next place. And that's what we're talking about: investing yourself. Talk about how there's an advantage to moving into the property and then buying the next place. Well, absolutely. I think it is not your forever home. It's about taking that. Leap of faith. Um, I think a lot of people read about it and they're just really not sure how to get there. So working with a professional realtor, lender, and then determining and understanding that that first step in the right direction is going to give them that um, directional feeling that they want to go into their next property. So, you know, getting in there, uh, getting settled in, it moves quicker than you think. And then knowing that, um, you know, the next property is right around the corner for you. And then what do you do with the place that you move out? Do they sell that house or do they put a renter in it? They actually put renters in it. So talk about um, that. This is the whole plan, investing in yourself. It's not about buying investment properties. It's starting as a primary residence and building your portfolio. Absolutely. So, um, and just to capitalize on, I will say I'm a realtor, but I'm also a client. So I own my own investment properties. Um, I'm all about building wealth and uh, strategizing and helping that person stay where they're located, uh, keeping that uh, value growing in their property, keeping that equity going, and then how to get that renter in their place, and then how to strategize their next property and what it's going to look like, um, and then getting their second property under their belt. Tammy, you see this a lot. Somebody buys a place as a primary residence. How long do they have to live in it before they can go buy another place? You need to live in your owner-occupied purchased property uh, for 12 months. You need to have an intent. It's mm-hmm. a signed intent to occupy for the first uh, 12 months. And typically that comes along with a move-in within 30 days clause. Yeah. I thought that was seven months. It's 12 months? They want you to sign at closing that you plan <laughs> to live there. Now, people change. Are you serious? So it's yeah. seven, 12, so it's a year. You have to stay in there. The intent to occupy. What is a seven months? A seven month lease? That's like a Halloween. I don't know what seven months is. What is that? No, I'm seeing like when you buy as, a, as an owner occupant in order for you to use that first, you know, that mm-hmm. owner FHA per se product sure. um, and somebody buys it to owner occupy and they qualify for that first time buyer down payment program. How long do you have to occupy until the, you say, I want to buy something? Yeah, the expectation is 12 months. 12 months. And the intent to occupy is with okay. it. That's spooky. Speaking of Halloween show, seven months. <laughs> See, we're we're learning here right on, right on the air. But that's what it is. The lenders know 12 months. But something could change, right? I've had a folks I've had folks that have moved into a property and they don't like the upstairs neighbor. 
Yep. We put it right back on the market. Absolutely. And they've bought something else. Absolutely. We've yeah. done that in a short amount of time because there is always a situation that could change, which is why you have to stay in the present moment when making decisions because anything at any time can change your direction. Beautiful. So let's talk about one more thing. We're talking about investing in yourselves and we've covered how you can buy a place, stop paying rent, and then move on to another place. But Dorothy, you do a lot of stuff with people that are buying multifamily properties. Yes. And they're doing that purely to get rental income. Absolutely. Talk to us a little bit about something that you've seen recently in that situation. So I have a client that actually they sold their townhouse. Uh, it was an FHA townhouse that they purchased. They sold it because you can only have one FHA loan in your name. Um, uh, so the outcome was that they sold that property, bought a multi-unit with me. Did They did move into it. Um, I think they were just extremely happy of knowing that they're going to be financial. They were financially free. Yeah. They went to work every day. They didn't have to um, really make a mortgage payment. Um, their tenants actually... Covered ended, the payment. You can find the payment them. because when you're purchasing a property, sometimes you're taking ownership with low rents. Yeah. Um, so you're kind of making that adjustment. Um, so they ended up moving in there and then they just saw how amazing it was to be financially free and they wanted to do it again. Yeah. Uh, so we started that process pretty early. It was six months uh, because sometimes it takes a while to find a new property. And within a year, they actually found a second property and uh, just recently moved in. So and if you work with Dorothy, you can buy one of these places right up front like she talked about with FHA. And that is three and a half percent down. It's crazy that FHA will still allow you to buy a two, three, or four unit building and put three and a half percent down. And the beauty of it, you're moving into one unit and you're actually using 75% of that extra other, other income to help qualify you for a little bit more. So when you're thinking about buying a single family home versus a multi-unit, you actually qualify for a little bit more. And Dorothy, can you tell us or share with us like that price point so that we can get like real life examples? Mm-hmm. What was the acquisition cost for a multi-unit? Because I think a lot of people fear that big number. But when you're looking at multi-units who are actually generating income, I feel like they should be more focused into the actual income that they're getting versus that big picture price. Absolutely. Um, this particular client, they were looking at a lower price point, around $300,000. Um, after, uh, I always push my clients to look a little bit um, bigger and understanding that they could qualify for more. So this particular property was uh, $390,000 that they acquired. And um, it was actually listed for $445,000, but we were able to beat them Whoa, up on price. Tell us more about that. Yeah. yeah That's so, a big problem, well, right? That was a steal. Um, yeah. So a little bit of my background, you know, I, I actually delve into the property and I, I really break it down and let people and agents know that maybe their property isn't worth as much mm-hmm. or the actual um, comparables aren't there. And uh, my client actually acquired it because we really did our homework. And so my job is to make sure I do my homework and I let the agent know. Sometimes a listing agent doesn't know what their value truly is. Wow. Did you so, just yeah. call people out? Some people do. actually don't know how much their property <laughs> yeah. is worth. The listing agents know nothing. There you go. <laughs> I love it. You're, you're so kind when you say it that way. Yes. <laughs> She plays nice. You I know nothing. Nice. <laughs> Listen, where did you get this number? Can you email me your comps? Yes. <laughs> Dorothy, I want to know. I, I just want you to share with our audience. Like, who are you? Like, where can they find you? And how long have you been doing this? So I am Dorothy Wolf with Wolf Properties Realty. I just recently, obviously, opened my own uh, real estate company, which I'm super excited about. I've been doing it for 13 years. And um, they can find me at Dorothy Wolf on Instagram. So also WolfProperties.com. Um, 
um, you can email me at team at wolfproperties.com. And I have, like I said, I am not only a agent, I'm a managing broker. I'm an owner of my company and uh, I'm a client as well. So I own a lot of investment properties. I could really help all my clients and anybody that's looking to invest. I love it. Great. Thank you so much for coming out and hanging Thank out with you. us and the Mod Squad Studios. We did it. You really have to know what you're talking about, though, really. Because Years of doing it. Exactly. Because you can't advise other people and say, oh, buy property and be a, a, a landlord and manage properties without doing it yourself because property management is crazy. No, it's not just something that you can jump into. You need an expert. And right now, everyone thinks they can go online and become an expert. Now, you can start online, and that's perfectly acceptable. But you really need to find somebody like Dorothy that actually has a heart. She cares. Yeah. And she's done it. And that's how you could really partner with somebody that will get you over that hump. Exactly. What I love about Dorothy is the fact that she actually goes above and beyond by, you know, coaching her clients, making sure they understand the concept of investing you. It's huge, right? Because it's not just buy one property. If you're buying multiple properties with one, you know, real estate consultant, it means that they really know their craft. Mm -hmm. They're finding you amazing deals. I mean, how about that price point? And of course, not just that, keeping it, keeping it rented and knowing how to manage those, those tenants that are your clients. So thank you so much. Uh, Dorothy for coming out and hanging out with us. Uh, Mrs. Tammy, you have someone here you'd like us to uh, hear from? Why, yes, my dear, I do. It is uh, the one and only Ami Bumia. Uh, this is part five, right, of your part six series? Your six part series. I'm so happy to be back. So, yeah, we are right here on the home stretch. And uh, man, did she ever bring some goodies for us to discuss today. <laughs> oh. um, we are, can I just say the topic? Sure. We are talking about... Are you scared (laughs) of a downturn in 2020? It's a scary topic, right? It's a scary topic, but everyone's talking about it. So we should talk about it. We can talk about it here. Yes, we can. Uh, In fact, we will. We're going to do that right now. (laughs) Um, So let me just start by asking you, Ami, why, uh, why do you think that it is that people are afraid of what might happen in 2020? We're hitting that that fourth quadrant of hitting from going from a hyper supply market into a recession um, or so-called recession, depending on if you live through the last one. Um, and, you know, by history standards, that was probably the worst one we've seen in decades. Um, I don't believe that that's the way it's going to go down this time. I mean, it's definitely not going to be hitting the, the housing market the way it did the last time. So understanding the fears, most of us live through it. You know, some people at had to deal with their REOs, short sales, foreclosures. I mean, that conversation was going on for a few years post-2008. But recovery happened. I mean, we saw it. We lived through it. And I think that there is um, hope because we have gone through it before. And there there are various strategies you can use to prepare yourself for each phase of, of the economic cycle. Yeah. Well, I tend to think that there's hope also, um, because I was part of it. I went through it the last time around um, and saw my home value completely plummet before it, you know, spiked again. And now it's back where I like it a lot. Um, (laughs) But but let's before we talk about the hope and the good stuff, because I do want to get there. Can we first dive into like the elephant in the room about what is scary about this to people? And I want to ask also Joel and Carla to chime in on this, too. Um, What do you guys feel that people are are thinking is like their worst case scenario? What is everybody like bracing for? You know, it's it's a, the uncertainty. I think it's it's mostly just the unknown. Like everybody, obviously, fourth quarter has always been slow for in the real estate business. It's just you know, 
year go trends that's what happens in fourth quarter it slows down january and february then february it's back alive but we're still getting sales. It's just a matter of people getting out there and buyers who are buying. I mean, my buyers, I submitted an offer today and they asked me for highest and best because they have multiple offers. So it just depends which pockets, right? It's all about the inventory tie. Multi-unit is still sick. Condos is a little sluggish, but it always is in fourth quarter and single families for sure is very sluggish, but you know, but it just depends on what people are looking for. Uh, for next year, Seriously, I always tell my clients, and I'm the best at like doing um, after repair values for flips because they're now coming. You know, I have a client who just brought one on, and I said to him, I said, I don't know what to tell you. Here is the time of market that we're expected based on historical trends for this area, but the uncertainty in the mood or in the air, it's very unknown. We don't know where it's coming from because interest rates are low. There is a lack of inventory. I am the only property that's completely rehab. I'm in a very affordable price point where it would just fly off the market, but I'm used to being on the market five days and now you're starting to see 10 days, 15 days. And I think the other trend is that sellers are still thinking their properties are going to sell at a premium and sellers are still thinking that they're not going to concede on repairs because the multi-bore contract says that they don't have to fix anything because it's got to be a hazard. But guess what? It's a buyer's market. And I just had a deal fall apart because the sellers wouldn't, um, wouldn't make any repairs. And literally my client was saying, all I need you to do is provide a mold inspection to show me that there isn't any mold. So again, yeah. there's there, there's a lot of uncertainty and I think that it's shifted from a seller's market to a buyer's market and sellers are still not getting it. It is. And I, I think it's shifted from a, a, a seller's market to a buyer's market and we're seeing that now, but I that doesn't completely explain to me why some buyers are just so uh, gripped right now by fear. It, for instance, I have a, a buyer that I've been working with for probably six months um, who just recently said that he spoke with his financial advisor and his financial advisor advisor doesn't believe that he should put any money whatsoever in the next two years into real estate. Wow. And I was pretty shocked at that mm-hmm. because I work with a lot of top-notch financial advisors who are not saying that to their clients right. currently. But he was, now this is somebody who's extremely stably employed, has a lot of disposable income, the, uh, plenty, like it makes sense to stop renting and, and purchase a home. And I, you know, showed the lon- longevity of things. He still was just like, I just can't do it. He's he literally gripped by fear. Joel, are you seeing this from clients? Well, let's not forget, guys. I don't believe that's what's happening, but you have to remember that in 2007, 8, and 9, people literally got wiped out. They literally lost hundreds of thousands of dollars, and that's not that long ago. Okay. However, here's what's going on. We see this almost every fourth quarter. People are afraid of what's going to happen next year. The year before, it was taxes in Chicago were going up. The year before that, there was something. But let's just put it into real numbers in one minute. You have clients like that that are maybe paying three grand a month in rent. Over the next three years, they're going to spend over $100,000. Just do the math. If they went out and bought a $400,000 place, if it goes down 5 or 10%, it didn't go down $100,000. Right. Okay? Right. That's it. In a nutshell, I've been doing it since 2003. That's the math on it. You aren't going to see the major drop. We haven't been lending to everybody, every uh, cab driver and every stated income person. Not, nothing against you cab drivers. But years ago, I used to hand my business card out to everybody, and the cab driver said, I also do mortgages. <laughs> so there's a lot more stability here. We may see some ebbs and flows, but those numbers pretty much tell the story. It's such a really good point, Joel. And I think that all of us uh, in here, right now in this room have, have been in the market, we were in the market um, during the downturn and saw what that was, experienced it, and it feels different this time, I think, right? Um, Ami, you were sharing an article with me 
earlier called the four phases of the real estate cycle. Um, and it was a really cool article. So uh, walk us through what that's about. Well, the four phases are recovery, expansion, hypersupply, and recession. And when you look at it in a graph, it looks like a wave. So when you think about it this way and in a few, a few shows ago, we talked about preparing for every phase of your investment strategy or your home purchase. And it's, it's very important to be prepared for all stages. So you can do these long-term holds. I always say, you know, if it's not going to matter in two years, we're going to get through the bumps. <laughs> and that's really ultimately what Joel was saying. It's, it's like, why would you throw away $100,000 when you can actually have an appreciating asset? It may not be worth that today, but it might be worth that two years, four, five years from now. I mean, this isn't a, you're not flipping a, your home, right? Right away. So the four, the four stages really talk about how to prepare yourself, um, for your investment strategy in that, in that time. You know, there's lots of things that happen. There's oversupply, and then we hit we hit a place where we're in recession, where we're kind of going from this peak and then and hitting into pre recessionary stages. Um, but recessions are they're they're two quarters of inflation, right? Like that's basically what that is. So you can live through anything for two quarters, <laughs> right? Just prepare yourself well, arm yourself with the resources. Talk to Tammy, talk to Joel, talk to Carla or I, and we can help you get through those phases. So how is this different for somebody who is not yet a homeowner versus somebody who already has purchased their home? Well, there's opportunity in the market right now, just like Carla said. Like There, there are definitely great deals on condos right now, single-family homes. Um you know, they were just, there was just an article in Cranes about how Lakeview's market is, is softening. I mean, when you take advantage of those opportunities, you can definitely get a fantastic deal. And when you look at those numbers, um, it helps you build for the future. So there's a difference, I'm hearing, mm-hmm. there's a difference between a total market crash and a softening market when it comes to opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah, but it's always fourth quarter that softens. Yeah. So I don't understand why people are so shocked and they're throwing words like recession and, and, and this adjustment. And I, there's a lack of inventory still. There's not a lot of options. I mean, buyers are, are wasting, are, are staying on the market longer, not because they, you know, because they're getting outbidded because they don't have inventory. There's no product. And so when you're competing with that rental market and that rental market is providing you that lifestyle, people are just going to do what they're comfortable with or what they've been used to doing. But the fear is in the unknown. And I think that the buyer, the buyer market that's not still, it's not buying is that young market or the first time buyer market. We need to educate them and we need to get them excited because the repeat buyers are still purchasing. The investors who understand real estate are still buying and they understand the opportunity that's happening now. And they, there's opportunity zone incentives. Uh, there's interest rate incentives. There's so many incentives, but I just feel like the young, a person who's never bought before, who's comfortable in their rental space, are not making that move. And I would love to know why. Well, I think I, I just had a buyer. We finally just went under contract after three contracts <laughs> submitted. Um, and the, the conversation he kept bringing up was, I think interest rates are going to come down again. I'm like, okay, well, you can always refinance in the future if that's what you think is going to happen. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you're not locked in forever. Like this is this is a fluid space, right? If you need to make adjustments, you certainly can. Um, the election always like brings up some sort of, you know, red flag to everybody. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? We don't know. This is life. We don't know what's going to happen. It's our job to be prepared for the waves that come along. 
Yeah. I mean, real estate is always spooky, right? As they yeah. say. <laughs> But once you do it, you just do you know what you're doing and it becomes kind of addictive. And I like to tell my agents, I'm like, they're like, oh, we love you. I'm like, no, no, no. Carla loves closings. Tell me when you're going to close those deals. Because once you do it and you get like, you negotiate a deal, then it just becomes really, really addictive. And you, you buy your own property, like Dorothy was saying. I mean, how about her client buying one property and then six months or seven months later preparing to complete that second transaction within a, the same year? I mean, I think that's amazing. Um, but I know that we're talking about what's spooky about 2020. Let's talk about what's spooky in 2019. I mean, what's happening now with these, again, having to sell properties twice or three times because we cannot come to an agreement. After you know finding a property, there's a lack of inventory, you find the one and then you can't come to an agreement. What's going on with this disconnect between buyers and sellers? What are you seeing out there, I mean, It's just, it's, it's confidence in the market. You know, um, I had the, the strangest thing happen two weeks ago. I had a buyer. We submitted the offer. The, the, the seller just decided on a whim they weren't going to sell. They pulled their unit off the market. No, no rhyme or reason. I had a listing. The buyer submitted an offer. We finally came to terms and the seller got cold feet. You know, this is showing a lack of confidence in the market because of the spookiness of the unknown. I don't know if the seller thought that they were going to get more, more, more money in the, in the spring market and they were just holding out or, and testing the market. That could have been what was happening. Or if people are just hitting the feeling like they're being stretched on their price points and then feeling like, I don't want to get myself into something that I have to commit to. So I'm going to continue to rent. Yeah. And that just seems like the conversation that, that keeps happening over and over again. So it, what, what is one thought that you would like to leave with people today in terms of all the spookiness? That if you prepare yourself well for whatever market you're in, you will, you will find, you will find a strategy that works. And then just like Carla said, you will continue to do it over and over again. This is, the stock market is no different. People don't start freaking out every time this, something happens in the stock market. They, they stick to it. They, they feel like they can get through this little hump. It's the same with real estate and the returns on real estate are always great and, and, uh, ongoing. Yeah. It's a long-term thing. (laughs) And who do they call when they're looking for real estate? You can call me. I'm on Instagram. (laughs) I dole out tons of advice. Um, Amibumia. A-M-I-B-U-M-I-A. Love it. It's always a pleasure to hang out with you. You're a rock star. I love you. Thank you so much for hanging out. Good to see you guys. See ya. You know, one of the cool things, again, is is, is just the education piece that we bring to you on Market Overdrive. It is, again, to educate you, elevate your real estate IQ. And it sounds corny and cheesy and everything, but it's about knowing what's happening in the market, what's happening in the trenches. And I say that often, Joel, but it's, again, adjusting to what's happening. I recently had a contract where we the property was listed at 450. They made an adjustment. They ended up being at four and a quarter, right? Mm-hmm. We ended up buying it for four ten, and the property was truly justifiable at four and a quarter. I get it. However, the seller felt that we were nickel and diming. We agreed to the four ten, and then when it came back to inspections, there were some more things that needed to be corrected. And then at that point, she felt like we were asking for too much. Unfortunately, this is her second deal that falls apart during inspection. Yeah. We have to concede. We have to educate our clients um, because it is a it's a changing market. It's a buyer's market. Wouldn't you want to be in and out and sell and then move on to your next property. If it comes up an inspection for one buyer, it's going to come up the second time around, right? Exactly. If it was really worth what you wanted, it would have been sold by now. Exactly. So we can teach and educate, and you just have to actually understand that everyone gets emotional about it. Yeah. But what Amina said there was that it's not that scary. I love that. 
I love it. And then we talked about, you know, Dorothy came in here and she said that she got what that property was like. She got it for 380 or something. Oh, yeah. She would have gotten. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. 450 down to 380. That's who I want to use. <laughs> exactly. And last time I talked about my brother. So we're <laughs> back under contract. Yay. And we're still keeping our amazing deal. We were getting for like $50,000 less than less price. But it's amazing. It's just hard because we have to sell properties over and over. So real estate is not supposed to be emotional, but it is. But in the studio today, we have someone I'm very emotional about. You know, <coughs> It's, do we, I swear we need music. We need some kind of Latino <laughs> music <laughs> here. Some maracas, like yeah. hello. Awesome. Reporting live from Latino Corner. We want to know what's happening in Latino market. How are you, JC? Hi, I'm good. I'm, hi. <laughs> <laughs> so, Her daughters are here, so she's super excited. Yeah. How long have you been in the real estate business? Um, Actually, three years. Wow. Yes, uh, full-time this year before I manage the business. Um, I actually work with the agents and I help them, but now I'm full-time. Look at that. So when we're talking about what's happening in the market, the adjustments, I think one of the things that we also have to talk about as, uh, as industry professionals is a lot of people were coming in into the industry and getting licensed to become licensed real estate brokers. And as you said, Joel, back in the days, everybody was getting a mortgage license as well. Right. So what kind of trends are you seeing in the market as far as like more, more licensees or people getting afraid about those who open up their own brokerages? What are you seeing out there? Um, in our market, I have I see like people every day are getting their license more and more and more. So um, uh, people are excited. Uh, you know, people are selling all the time. Social media helps a lot. Sometimes people promote more than they're selling. So it kind of like it's people are excited. So um, I think social media is a big help and just I see a lot of people getting licensed every day like a lot of people that I know just becoming licensed I talk to people they're like oh I want to be a real estate agent and it's like how can I do it and I always try to guide them a little bit but so there's still that excitement so in the Latino market are you seeing that people are taking advantage of this uh, slow market or are they still waiting are they afraid like the general market what is the trend there actually they are excited because uh in because Latinos are bargain shoppers. They want yeah. everything for low. <laughs> yes. That's the, that's why it's hard in our market because the, the rates are going low. Uh, so to them, it's exciting. It's all about getting the low mortgage, the low everything in our market. So it's kind of, uh, it's better for us right now. It's working because the rates are so low. So um, I'm busier than ever because of the rates. The only thing is that... Um, uh, they do want to lowball everything. So it's like, uh, I'm like, there's 10 offers for this particular building. And they're like, <laughs> I still want to put 20,000 less and see what they say. And I'm like, okay. So it's a little Are you tough. saying our Latino market is a little bit more emotional when it comes to that? It's a little bit more about, well, I prayed today and, yes. you know, St. Joseph told me that I feel that this is the one and I think we should offer this prize versus like, here's the stats, here's the data. Yes. How, no. do, how does the Latino consumer transact? It doesn't work that well. They, they don't listen to the data. They listen to the, um, I don't know how to say it in English, but they're like, my comadre said, oh. this is how it works. I know. So, so, translate for me. I want to know. So, like your heart? so I went to the beauty shop and the, the hairstylist told yeah, me, yeah, or my yes. friend told me, yeah. my comadre is my, yeah, my, mm-hmm. my yes. kid's godmother. Yeah, the kid's so, yes. godmother. So, um, so we're not experts. Yeah, so you have to like be aggressive and be like, you know, I'm, I really want to help you. Look at the market. There's only like, multi-units only three in the market you know they have renters already 
there's going to be more people asking for the same building. So you either make a decision today or it's not going to happen. Yeah. Because the inventory, it is getting lower, especially because the, the houses are a little less expensive. So, it's, you know, so the inventory is lower than it ever was. What I like hearing from you is that there are so many people that are joining into the industry, right? And yes. that's helping our Latino buyers go out and partner with somebody that they trust. They'll yes. listen to somebody that speaks the language, right? Yes. Does that help you connect with buyers? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. yes. They they love the fact that they can communicate with us. They wanna they wanna know what they're signing and it's a lot of paperwork. So they want they wanna they have questions and they wanna feel like I need to speak with someone that is willing to take the time with That's me. in their corner. Yes. Right? That's yes. I love hearing that. Exactly. Education is key. Now JC finally, um we have seventy seven neighborhoods, right, in Chicago. And as much as we like it, it's not it's not like diverse in every section. We have like yes. the different neighborhoods. We got a little Italy, we have Pilsen, we have have um well, what what do you have? So Pilsen. There's and seventy-five village. more. Keep going. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Come on. But because you're here to speak about the Hispanic or Latino community, can you tell us what's going on in these neighborhoods? What kind of deals can we expect to find there? Um, it's still really good. Uh, it's amazing how people can actually buy a building and leave there for free. Yeah. That's how it's amazing. Like. Um, the the mortgage for a multi unit, you know, it's about you know, it's really inexpensive. So they have two tenants in themselves they can live for free. So it's kinda that's selling a lot. And it's um it's really good. It's helping us. Uh, for sure. You know, people are buying more multi-units now than anything else because they're looking at it as an investment more than anything. So I guess that investing you concept, right, is transcending all all communities. It's not just the general market, but it's also the Latino market where people just want to buy property that's going to subsidize the mortgage yes. cost. So thank you so much for hanging out with us and coming awesome. out. And kudos to your daughters for coming out to support right. mom. Yes. <laughs> it's you. lovely to see. Are you a Chicago public school parent or? No, I, we live... Western Spring. Okay, you're in Western Spring, so the suburbs. But yes, yes. I'm like, so you guys got school tomorrow. Then, no yeah. school tomorrow. <laughs> Everybody's in that trenches when it comes to uh, moms who are realtors. I, mean, I know I am like cooking three times a day, and as I'm cooking, I'm like, wait, didn't I just feed you? I was telling this to Will early. I'm like, well, I'm sorry I didn't send you that document, but I'm sorry. I feel like I've been cooking all week. <laughs> like, send them to school, please, Mayor. Let the doors open. I guess they can go to school, right? It's just not to educate them. <laughs> so anyway, sorry, cars in tangent on a tangent. So. Next, we have um, the fun part of Market Overdrive, right? It's Market Overdrive in the scene so that you know what's happening, what's cool. I know it's Halloween and everybody wants to go out and dress up. Um, but today we have a four-time Emmy-nominated superstar in the studio. And he's usually on the opposite side where he's interviewing me. And it's my pleasure to actually get to interview him. So how are you, Mr. Conway? I'm great, Carla, Joel, Tammy. Thank you for having me. How are we doing? Great us. I want to get on board. so good. No, you guys are, your, refle- your reflection's really, really good. A reflection. Ooh. I love yeah. it. Not spooky. And- I'm impressed. I'm a little nervous now. I feel like I'm going to oh, be like, why? blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so Jeff, tell us a little bit about you. You're here to represent in, in the scene to tell us what's going on. But before we get to that, I really yes. want our audience to know a little bit about you just because I absolutely love you and I want to introduce you to my friends. So friends, meet my amazing friend. Well, thank you for the good introduction too, Carla. So my name is Jeff Conway and I am a journalist here in Chicago. I originally started with NBC5 24-7. It was an entertainment show around town, a magazine show. I moved on to Comcast from there. Um, got nominated for a few TV host Emmys, which was really great here in Chicago. 
which I'm really proud of, uh, for both producing, writing, and being on camera. And now I work with Chicago Scene. I'm their director of multimedia. Um, I'm the fashion entertainment editor for Candid Magazine in London. I'd like to put my hands in a lot of baskets. I love it. I love it. And he does that. He's everywhere. So follow him. What's your social media handle? Because you're always promoting the best events in Chicago. So if you want to know what's happening in the scene, this is the guy to follow. I appreciate it. So on Twitter, it's at Jeff Conway. On Instagram, it's at Jeff underscore Conway. You'd be surprised how many Jeff Conways there are. Actually, really? Out there. It's like a John Smith. You're my only one. Hashtag fan I appreciate number one. that, Carla. <laughs> Jeff, who do they say you look like, though? Before we get into it, there's this. I got to get this out there. Who's your twin? So I have a real twin in real life, which a lot of people don't know, actually. <laughs> oh. But more so like yeah. me is Ryan Gosling. Oh, oh that's oh, Ryan. So and I interviewed him back in October of last year in Chicago. And I just brought a photo side by side. And he actually said, we need to make a doppelganger movie. His words. <laughs> yes. It's changed my Tinder dating life since. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I it love has. it. I yeah. love it. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. So get to it. What are we promoting today? So tomorrow is Halloween in the beautiful Gold Coast neighborhood over at the Ambassador Chicago. And it's Halloween, not Halloween, because it's a Halloween, Halloween, uh, Hollywood theme party. So we're going to be having everybody dress as old Hollywood stars or if they want to be their best TV film person in history. Oh, wow. So, Joel, you're going. Well, I'm going. Yes, I am. I'm going to be there. We're going to guess who I'm going to be. Wait, is that a hint? Come on. Give me another one. Is this like business? You're going to be in underwear? I could be in underwear. That guy's name was Joel. That was Tom (laughs) Cruise. Oh, Tom. But... It is out of the bag. I am going tomorrow as Ace Ventura. Oh, my wife that's awesome. Has that's awesome. the most amazing dolphin costume. <laughs> oh, she is yeah. Snowflake. She's wonderful. And we are so excited to be at the Ambassador Hotel tomorrow night. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. I'm excited to see yeah, this costume. Epic. I'm feeling, okay, so I'm dying of FOMO here. All righty then. <laughs> Your wife is always dressed like she's going to some Hollywood event. So she's a dolphin true. tomorrow. It's you guys going are gonna to be amazing. Red carpeted up from Miss Christie, you know? Nope. And it's going to be, if you want tickets, Halloween 2019 at eventbrite.com. You can get tickets at the door, 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. It's going to be a really fun time. And I have to ask, do we have a Mod Squad promo? Discounts? Are they all sold out? Um, no, um, they're not all sold out. Okay. So let's, yeah, let's bring it on. A few, we have a few more tickets, but uh, we really hope to have everybody there. <laughs> you go, my question. There's no discount because this is going to <laughs> oh, be. Do I, no, there discount. is a discount. I, have, I know a promo code, but I can't. I don't want to get in trouble if I'm giving the wrong one. Yeah. Okay, so, so inbox watch, Carla. Yes, hit up Carla, and I will give her the goods. Because I right. do have a code, but I don't know if I have. No, I think he recreated something else. So whatever. Can you okay. just tell him to make me a hashtag yes. Mod Squad promo? Jeez. Okay. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> this will be up. I will hound my colleagues until it happens. Okay. Hashtag Mosquad and you can get a discount to go to this event that's going to be the best ever. So if you got that super cool costume you were working on all week, all year, this is the best place to come out. And there's, what is the prices, right? There are. There's like trips around the country. Uh, oh, wow. It's a new hotel stays in LA, New York. It's, you guys want to come with your A game. And I think Pet Detective is going to have uh, a run for its money there. <laughs> well, guys, there's another thing that he's bearing. There's actually a red carpet. It's a really great event, and there's over $4,000 of prizes that are going out. It's going to be great. Yeah, wow, look at you crazy. go, Joel. You got the whole scoop. He's ready to go. It's I appreciate be that, Joel. Yeah, premier Halloween costume event, yeah. right? So yeah. just be there. Yeah. Yeah. Super excited. Well, we thank you, you love. Oh my gosh, this thank is you. amazing to have thank you. Thank you, in Market the Overdrive. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate you. So stay loved. And <laughs> yes. Mr. Joel, next on the on Mod Squad and Market Overdrive in the scene, we also have our bestie, Mr. Greg, who is also going to come and talk about what else they're putting together. And I know Tony P. Um, and Sunny Biggie, our goody good best friend, my best friend friend, Sonny Bunny, as I call him. (laughs) 
I can't speak today. Um, hosted an event at Gibson's Italia, so hello. We're going to have to bring Greg on the show because he keeps bogging me about why he's like Mr. Gibson's Italia. We go to all his events, and yet he never gets to come in. So I hear you guys had some chatting, and maybe we'll have you here, Greg. Um, but tell us a little bit about your event uh, this last Tuesday. Oh, my gosh. It was absolutely amazing. Gibson's Italia is second to none. Beautiful venue. uh, Great hospitality. Uh, We had a wonderful turnout. The place was packed. Um, And, yeah, we raised a lot of funds for the CPS students in their scholarships. I love it. So we're very excited about that and and giving back to the students. And that was through Boy in a Dream, correct? That was through a Boy in a Dream Foundation, yes. And if someone missed the event and they like to still um, donate and be a part of this, how can they get more involved? Please do. Uh, Follow us on a Boy in His Dream Foundation on, on Facebook. And yes, there's always opportunities to get involved, um, to participate in the event. So we're always looking for volunteers. And then obviously any donation is greatly appreciated. I love it. I mean, Sunny Biggie is doing a lot of great things, but this whole thing with, you know, getting scholarships for students and then food, I know that he does. Um, you can actually sponsor a child for like $1,000 a year, and then he'll teach him how to eat and uh, with nutrition and, 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 and fitness, correct? A- absolutely. All the above. And then, um, you know, there's also the, also the uh, mission trip that they take to Africa where Sunny was actually is from and building playgrounds and things of that nature. So I challenge you, come on, even if you're in the industry, realtors and brokers, you guys had an amazing year. So why don't we go ahead and give back? And fourth quarter is all about the festivities, right? It's Thanksgiving. So let's give thanks to those who are out there uh, helping others. And if you're looking for an organization, you want to get involved, please uh, reach out to Greg and also to Sunny. We can have their information uh, tagged, but even inbox me and I'll share the information as well. So great. Yeah. And uh, we have uh, a few events. Uh, coming up in November that we're very excited about. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we have the Tech CXO event, which is a, a panel discussion about marketing communications in the 21st century. That'll be uh, November 5th at Carnival. Uh, in addition to that, we have the Tony P signature event. That's going to be at Soundbar. We're real excited about that new venue, new environment. And then um, Greg, tell me a little bit about Soundbar and that venue. So it does have yeah. walls where they're going to be projecting video or how does that work? Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be pretty insane, actually. So what's nice is um, uh, business professionals have an opportunity to go and experience different venues and that they may not normally uh, get to go to. So that's what we're trying to do is bring that ambiance and that environment to to the business crowd here in Chicago and open it up on like a Tuesday night. Okay, cool. Because I'm really intrigued by that just for a future, you know, event. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And then, of course, we have the uh, the Green and Shy uh, event coming up at, on November 19th at Bounce uh, Sporting Club, which we're really excited about. And then, um, and to wrap up November on November 23rd, we had the Street Samaritans, um, nice. Open Hearts Gala at Tau coming up as well. So another good opportunity to give back in the holiday season and get out and get involved. So, Love it. Do you sleep? I mean, you're from like, <laughs> I can't keep no, up with these guys. <laughs> yeah, no, not so much, but, uh, but that's okay. So long as people are having fun and people are getting involved and people are giving back, I'm all for it. And that is what we do. We <laughs> want to make sure that you're out in the scene, being seen and making, you know, changing lives as we'd like to say, right? Absolutely. Thank you so much for bringing the best of what's happening in the city. Tammy, are you hanging out? Are you going to tomorrow's <laughs> event? Uh, I don't know yet. I'll let you know. Go to the Greed I'll Rush surprise one. you. I definitely am very intrigued. Greg's one of the guys that are really doing it. He's genuine. He's out there. We're really glad when you're on because so often in this industry, we get caught up just doing the work. And then Monday rolls around and you go, <laughs> shoot, 
I missed that. So that's the reason why you tune into Market Overdrive. You learn about what's going on not only in the industry, but around the city of Chicago. Yeah, for sure. I was really bummed because I missed Yana's event and it, she had a Forbes event and it was, yeah. Tuesdays are just the worst for me. So again, here's Carla venting. Let's not do that <laughs> again and again. Thank you so much for hanging out with us and watching us. This is going to be what our fifth year of Market Overdrive craziness. Um, and we hope that we've inspired you. You learned something, whether it be, you know, you want to invest in the general market and be a second time, third time investor, or you want to tap into that Latino market and find out how it is that we transact. Um, I hope you learned something. So again, share it and just, you know, watch again. We're going to be back um, uh, November, right? Two weeks from today. We'll see you soon, guys. Thank you. Tammy, as always. Aw, mm-hmm. much love. <laughs> Have a blessed night. Goodbye. Bye.